Welcome to this Sunday morning's message podcast from Kingdom Faith. What does the Bible say about the Holy Spirit? This morning we're going to follow on from a couple of weeks ago uh, when Andrew spoke to us about how to lead someone to Christ and a little resource that we put in into your hands as how to do that. Now that should be on your chair. Can you just wave them at me? You don't have to, you don't have, if you want to look at them, but all the scriptures are going to come up. But just wave. They're there. They're there. Okay. That's for you to keep now forever and ever. Aren't you so blessed that you have this little resource in your pocket in your Bible? So today we want to f- uh, follow on by going through how do we see people baptized in the Holy Spirit once they've given their lives to the Lord? We're going to go through the different scriptures today. Remember, let the Word do the work. You haven't got to preach on it or do a PhD teaching. Thank you, Jesus. Um, We're going to keep it really simple. I'm I'm not saying that you were simple, Andrew. We're going to keep it really simple like we did a few weeks ago. Um, So you're sitting down with somebody. You're going to begin to work through uh, your way through the scriptures. They're going to read them. And you're going to check that they understand what it means. To the point where then you're going to pray for them so that they're going to receive the Holy Spirit. Is that okay? We are doing this because this is a year of harvest, of breakthrough and breakout. We, we, want, we all want to be equipped uh, to see people and leading people to someone to Christ. This is a wonderful testimony that Tundi, Tundi made today. The precious gift that we carry is that we can introduce someone to Jesus. And then Jesus gives us everything we need to then live the life through his power. Isn't that wonderful? So we want to help people, seeing them being fully baptised in the Holy Spirit, really stepping into what God has for them right at the beginning of their journey and their new life. I'm going to intentionally add a little bit more meat around each of the scriptures today. Um, uh, it's going to be a bit like um, eating spare ribs. Now, for those who are vegetarians, please forgive me now. The analogy is not going to work for you, but you're going get to the, get the idea. Um, yesterday, uh, yes, last night, actually, we went to a concert in London. I was going to say gig, but that, make, that would sound as I'm trendy. Um, we went to a concert in London. Uh, great, great time. And um, yeah, it's great to be with Rachel. Me and Rachel went into a restaurant as we began the... Um, and uh, I must admit, for the first time in my life, I have, I've seen the biggest plate of spare ribs that I've ever seen in the whole of my life. They was absolutely huge. I'm surprised it didn't have feet and ears sticking off the end. It was so big. Bearing in mind this morning, we're not going to go into that much depth, all right? So this wasn't that meal, but this is it's still a meal. But you're going to have to chew the little bits off each one. And as I speak each one, intentionally, I just feel like a spirit of faith and a spirit of life that I'm speaking them over you as well. One is an impartation, but also just to grab hold of the truth. And the conclusion that you're going to come to at the very end of this journey is that we can't do anything without the power of the Holy Spirit. Right? That's the conclusion where we're going. We're going to do a Julie Andrews. We're going to start at the very beginning. We're going to start there first. That's where we're going to go. So we're going to look, uh, uh, look at briefly what, uh, what does the Bible say about the Holy Spirit? 
First question, who is the Holy Spirit? What does the Holy Spirit do and produce in your lives? Got those three questions there? Okay. Now we're going to, so when we get going now, I'm just going to keep going, okay? And you're allowed to say amen at the end, because when you say amen, it's just like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to say. When you say amen, you're affirming, we're just going to affirm truth. You're saying, I take hold of that, I thank you, that scripture is real for me, and I'm laying hold of it with all my, you know, it's not, we're not, praise God, it's not about being, uh, being American, which I'm not. You know, it's not about any, it's about kingdom culture. We're a kingdom people, we're kingdom life. You know, and if, if, you, if the person who said, I've never said amen, well, let this morning be your first morning. Amen. Let, let you step into the, the, the freedom that God's already won for you. Because what we're doing by that, we're going, I'm having it, it's mine, and I thank you for it. Truth is truth. Truth won't change. We change and go up and down like a yo-yo, but truth doesn't change. So you ready? Okay. So... He was involved in creation. So we're going to read Genesis 1, 1 to 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. The original word there, translated hovering, means brooded. Isn't it amazing? One, one point in your life, the Holy Spirit was brooding. He was waiting over your life. He was hovering over your life. The Holy Spirit takes simple matter and breathes life into it. He creates purpose and order and meaning out of chaos. The Holy Spirit fills the empty void with beauty and goodness. Amen. And he turns darkness into light. He calls into existence the things that didn't exist. He is so powerful, so mighty. Now, he came upon particular people at particular times in the Old Testament. For particular, I've said particular quite often, did not I? <laughs> particular tasks. Bezazil for artistic work in Exodus 3, 1 to 5. I love this. I filled him with the Spirit of God, with skill, ability, knowledge, and all kinds of crafts. Do you know how wonderful that is? Why? Because God's the creator God. And I always love those people. You know those people that can paint a picture? A picture, I mean, it was a, take paints a thousand words, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like a pic, they can paint, they're just artistic. I think that's a God-given thing. There's something from God in there. But the Spirit of God, you know, in this guy, enable him to do that. Gideon, oh, bless his cotton socks in leadership. You know, he was up against it, wasn't he, in all the situations. You know, what did the Lord say to him in, in, the, must of, in the midst of him, down in this, you know, into this pit? You know, he's in what, some people say, well, he's probably being wise because he didn't want the enemy, enemy to steer it. But whatever, whatever was happening, you know, the, the, the shocking word from, uh, from Gideon was, go in the strength you have and save Israel's out of Midian's hands. Am I not sending you? He wasn't going in his own strength. He was going in the strength of God. He was going with God with him. And also, um, then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon and he blew a trumpet and it summoned the Everites to follow him. So even in the, in the equipping of his ability, he was, he was you know, being used by the Holy Spirit in that way. Samson, we love Samson for strength and power. I, I love this scripture in uh, Judges 15, 14. Um, what happens was, you know, because of Samson's boldness and, 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 the, and the presence of God was so much in, in his life, he was causing havoc around with all of the other people. And then, then, the, you know, then the, the, the community Israelites said, you know, um, 
Samson, you can't, you can't keep doing this. You know, and, and uh, what they did is they, 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 bound his, they bound his hands. So Samson said, you can buy him, you can buy my hands, but don't, you know, uh, and, um, but don't kill me. Buy my hands and just hand me over to the enemy. And that's what they did. And so they, they, they did that. And I'm just the, the remarkable thing here. This is what happens. The spirit of the Lord came upon him in power. The ropes on his arms became like charred flax and the bindings dropped from his hands. He then decks a thousand men with a donkey's jawbone. Yeah. He's not confined by man's, man's confinement. Amen. And the spirit isn't confining any of us today. Amen. The power of God. Imagine, he's just got a jawbone and he takes a thousand people out. Can you imagine? The, the, you know, but it's not by, pint, um, not by power nor by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. You know, and so there's a, there's a realization for that. And I love, we know this from Isaiah, the prophecy in Isaiah. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness from the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to come for all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to, to, be, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oats of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of His splendor. And everybody said, Amen. See, God gives, but there's always a so that. The so that then was, was focusing on the people of God's love. God loves to set us free so we can see others set free. I love the, the freedom course that we're doing at the moment. And uh, I really love the freedom. You're going to have a one wonderful treat of the freedom encounter for those who are preparing their hearts for that. It's fantastic. God sets us free so we can free others. Amen. Now, okay, the Holy Spirit was promised by the Father. Let's remind ourselves in Ezekiel 36, 26, 27. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. Why was that? The Lord had to demonstrate that there was no way we could possibly love him or serve him faithfully through our own efforts and our own strength. He would give them new hearts and cause his own spirit to come and live with them thus enabling them to walk in his ways, not in their strength, but through the presence of God's power that is within them. Isn't that wonderful? God the Father had it in mind. He knew that we couldn't do this in our own natural abilities. We had to have new wine and a new wineskin. We had to be made new. We had to be cleansed. We had to be then filled from a stony heart to a heart that's warm to God. Only God can do that. Only God can do that. The Holy Spirit is for you. Just say that to your neighbour. Just speak that word. How do we know that? In Joel 2, 28, 29 says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. All people. 
His power will be given to young or old, male or female, all who turn to him in repentance and faith. You qualify for that today. You qualify to receive God's gift today because he wants to pour it out. He's a loving, wonderful, mighty, generous father that wants to pour his life and his goodness into every single person. And everyone said... Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit at baptism, at the start of his ministry. Luke uh, 3.22 The Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Can you hear the Father speaking that to you today? You are my child whom I love. You, You know, you're well pleased. Now I know that he'd walked in complete obedience. He didn't do anything other than what his father told him to do. But that that can apply to the reality of our lives. In water baptism, Jesus insisted that John should baptise him. Not that Jesus had any sin of which to repent, but because he was identifying completely with those he had come to save. He was baptised in the water by John, and as Jesus was praying, the heavens were opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove. He received the anointing and the empowering of the Holy Spirit. If Jesus received it, we need to receive it. Amen. Yes. Amen. What's he doing there? He's saying, guys, this is how, you know, I'm going to so... Obviously, he didn't sin, and there was no sin found in him. Although he bore the punishment of our sin, he didn't sin. And yet he demonstrated by going through the waters of baptism. Guys, you've got to follow the way that I'm showing to you here. You've got to fo- There's a way here now. And that way is going to lead to life and freedom and liberty. And everyone said, Amen. I'm going to be saying that a lot. It's only because I want to encourage you. All believers, as believers in Jesus, we are also filled and baptised in the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.5 John baptised with water. But this Sunday morning, you will be baptised by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, I will read that again. In a few days, you will be baptised with the Holy Spirit. The Saviour would be the one who baptises people with the Spirit, God's Spirit. To baptise is to submerge or infuse completely with. Through Jesus, people will be submerged not only with the water for the forgiveness of sins, but with the life and power of the Holy Spirit. God's Spirit will completely infuse their lives when they receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. God wants to fill you today. God wants to infuse you with His life today. His very life, His breakthrough, that perhaps breakthrough life today. God wants to so fill you. He's so looking forward to the end of this service. I can't even stop smiling now. He's really excited because of what He wants to do. Amen. Acts 2, 1 uh, to 4. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, the sound like a blowing of a violent wind came, up, came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came on the rest, uh, to rest on each of them. All of them. Just say all of them. That's you today. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. 
See, the Spirit came as a violent wind, not as a gentle breeze. This speaks of the power of His coming. Tongues of fire speaks of the refining fire of God's Spirit, cleansing them, making them holy, filling their hearts with the fire of God's love. Can you believe today that God wants to do that to you? Amen. Amen. You can never have, never, never have enough of God. I'll never have enough of God. Okay. Who is the Holy Spirit? It's began to shake the building already, you see. Making that noise. Who is the Holy Spirit? He is a person. Jesus said, I will ask the Father and he will give you another counsellor to be with you forever and ever. The Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Amen. Amen. He's a person. Just say to your friend next to you, he's a person. He's a person. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. He is not less than the Father or the Son. He is divine, the third person of the Holy Trinity. He was active in creation and is now the presence of God at work within creation. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit that operated in Jesus throughout his ministry. How blessed we are. Amen. We find it easy to relate to God the Father. For some of us, we may have had bad fathers. But God is like our natural fathers. We find it easy to relate to the Son because we can understand what Jesus did on the cross. But some of us might find it easy. The Spirit is like, with this wishy-washy, he's a person. He's a person that we're receiving. He is holy. 1 Peter 1, 15 and 16. But just as he has called you is holy, so be holy in all you do, for it is written... Be holy because I am holy. The word literally means set apart for himself. His own possession, his own people and his own possession. The believer filled with the Holy Spirit has God in him to keep him walking and living in the truth so that he can be effective witness of the truth. Amen. Amen. You're set apart for himself. You're his own possession. Isn't that wonderful? He is the power of God. <laughs> we, had some, we had a great time um, a couple of weeks ago in Horsham. You know, just the power of God touching people. Just seeing someone, that people that were dry, you know, people that hadn't been filled before, seeing the power of God touch their lives, deliver people, set people free. Isn't that wonderful? He is the power of God. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria to the ends of the earth. And like Tundi did, we are witness of that power. Because she spoke out of that. What a beautiful name it is today. There's no other name in all creation. You've exalted your name in your word above every other name. 
You know, cancer's not higher than Jesus. Sickness is not higher than Jesus. The circumstances are not higher than Jesus. You've exalted your name and your word far above every principality and power. Your name and your word is exalted in my life, Lord. And I thank you. I thank you that I can speak of that name. I can say your name to someone else and that name liberate change completely. Just the name of Jesus penetrates, cuts through every negative atmosphere. When you're in, when you, you know, when you're in a crisis, there's, there's a one name that you can call upon. Jesus. Jesus. You haven't got to think of funny prayers. You haven't got to think of a list of all of these things. Oh, am I praying this in the right way? When you need saving, you, you know, if someone's, you know, you're, you're, you're in the midst of an ocean, you could be drowning. Yeah, and you're, you're in a predicament that, you, you know, the waves are taking you. I've only done it, I've done it, I've actually done it three times in my life. I've gone out too far in the ocean and where I shouldn't have done. <laughs> Don't panic, Mr. Marin. My little legs are working, but nothing's happening and I'm going out, going out and out and out. By grace, God, by God's grace, I am still here now. But you see, when we're in a position of need, you know, there's no other name that we can call upon. Because when we call upon that name, he is faithful to every part of his character. He is faithful to his nature. He is faithful to that name. And when we, we you know, when we call on, call on him, we say, Jesus, 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 yeah. right with you. This event releases the power of the Spirit in our eyes and enables us to, to live more fully in the power of our new nature. That release of God's love and power is, is a definite event in the life of a Christian. But there is still a need, there is still a need to keep on going, to be, keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit today. If you've come today and you're like, I'm tired, I'm weary... My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. But God wants to pour out His grace today. A fresh impartation to every single life. I'm having it. Now I'm going to be here, but I'm having it. Amen. He is a seal. Funny enough, that's who we went to see. Um, For those of us in the 80s, it's like, (laughs) he is a seal. This is a different type of seal. This isn't an 80s uh, uh, pop star. Um, Sorry, I had to put that in, Rachel. I really, it's embarrassing, that one, but that's what we went to see. (laughs) Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing, guaranteeing our inheritance. He seals your salvation. I am marked by God. You have been sealed with the Holy Spirit. God has filled you to overflowing with himself to lead you to the fulfillment of that purpose that he has for you. I can take hold of my inheritance every single day. Amen. Why? Because your mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Every day I can take hold of your mercy. It doesn't feel like it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't look like it. It doesn't matter. God's grace is wants to be poured into your life. I'm starting to get warm now. I'm starting to get a little lubricated now. Yeah. I'm going to be lubricated with the right thing. Three and one all. Oh, I couldn't resist it. God the Father, God the Son and Holy Spirit. Yes. Everybody remembers three and one oil. I want some three and one today. Here's a gift. Peter replied, repent and be baptised every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. There is no way in which anyone could deserve or have God come and live within them. 
Neither could a person earn a right for this to happen. The Holy Spirit was to come as a gift to those who were thirsty. Yeah. Are you thirsty today? Are you hungry today? Yeah. You can never, ever, ever, ever outgive God and you can never, ever, ever have enough of him in your life. Yeah. He becomes greater. He becomes greater. He becomes greater. Jesus, I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied. Jesus, I want you. Jesus, I need you. Holy Spirit, I need you. It's always for us so that. It's not for a selfish, it's not for a selfish place that we can live in a cocoon in our lives and just be in this place. But it's, you know, God's got a love that he wants to pour out and meet with other people. Now this is funny, the next one here. What does the Holy Spirit do and produce in our lives? The character of Jesus. Just look at your neighbour and smile. Just look at them, the character of Jesus. <laughs> Some of you are going, do I really need to? Do, you re- do I really need to look at my neighbour? Because at the moment, I'm not quite feeling it. You know? <laughs> and you're going to know now why that you need the Holy Spirit. See, the character of Jesus, Galatians 5, 23. The fruit of the Spirit is a love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Isn't that fantastic? Oh God, God, I just want to be patient. And what does God do? Give you the most irritating person to, to come and find you next week. You know what I mean? In your week, oh God, I didn't mean that. Well, that's what it means. It's got to be expressed somehow. This is funny now. When you look at the heart of these qualities, you can really, uh, readily appreciate three things. First one, these are the qualities of, of his life that God wants to re- reproduce in you as, a, as his child through the work of the Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I want, that. I want to produce that in me. Thank you. Yes. Number two, these are the qualities that you want to see increase in your life. We, we, we all want to be more loving, joyful, peace, peaceful and patient. And the third one, these are the qualities that all who know you will be very thankful to see being released through your life. Amen. He has our wisdom and revelation to know God. To know God more. Ephesians 1.17 I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so you may know him better. God wants to impart to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation of who he is and what he's done for you. Why? So that you may come to know him more. When you know who you are in Christ, when you know what he's done for you, why? Because you want to know him more. I'm hungry, I'm not satisfied. I want to know you, Jesus. I want to know you. I think, you know, somewhere in Daniel, isn't it? He, uh, it says, you know, you know, those that know their gods should do mighty things. Those that know their gods should do powerful things. Yes, God wants to release his power, but it comes, that power comes out in, in the context of relationship. It's not someone going off like a firecracker doing their own thing. It's, it's a surrendered, submitted life to Christ. Being filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, doing, you know, Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. So apart from Christ, we can't do anything. 
So we're, we're living as sons and daughters, not led by the flesh, but those that are, that are led by following the Holy Spirit's leading. Amen? Amen. Here's our comfort. John 14, 16, 18 says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you an, an, another advocate who will never leave you. Isn't that amazing? God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. The Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Jesus will never withdraw his presence from you. He has pledged himself to love you with an everlasting love. And he will never go back on his word. And everyone said, Amen. He will never forsake you because you are his child. He has paid the price for, for you that you might belong to him. It is his intention to keep you for himself as one of his holy set apart children. Amen. Amen. It's true. It makes me happy. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Oh, God doesn't feel like it. It's okay. Don't put your faith in what you feel because the truth is the truth. Never means never. Never in any circumstances in will he leave you. Amen. <gasps> guidance. We're getting there. We are getting there. Time. Okay, we are getting the guidance. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the, fu- about the future. Um, that's John sixteen thirteen. I love the Holy Spirit. He guides us into all truth, but he's also the one that convicts us of our sin. We, we, we want to sort of like, you, you know, bring conviction to other people by it. But let the Holy Spirit do the work. He guides us into all truth. Because he is the spirit of truth. The principal ministry or work of the Holy Spirit in, in the lives of believers will be to keep um, the truth of what Jesus has said always before them. And, and enable them to walk in the truth. He enables people to pray, Romans 8, 26 to 27. In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans, with words that for us with groans that words cannot express. When we have no strength, we can trust in God's grace, in the power of the Holy Spirit. He enables us, he helps us to pray. He will pray through us supernaturally and accomplish God's plan. Amen. We have a supernatural God in us, enabling us, equipping us to pray, to speak. It gets better. This just gets better and better. Enabling to do the same things as Jesus. John 14, and greater things still. I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things. Here's your lid coming off your box there on that statement there. Well, I can't do it. Here's your lid. This is Jesus taking the lid off of your life there. That thing's because I'm going to the Father. The Holy Spirit is supernatural by nature. So believers are to expect to see the evidence of his supernatural activity in their lives. So God desires the Holy Spirit to bring his presence and power to every aspect of our lives and through all our activities. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. Empowering to live as his disciples. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. 
The secret of living a Christian life is not to try to imitate Jesus, but to allow the Holy Spirit within you to express the life of Jesus through you. Everything that God does in and through the lives of his children, he does through the person and the power of the Holy Spirit. Everything. Absolutely everything. I'm going to use Rory in a minute. Rory, thank you for being willing and able uh, to. So how do we receive the Holy Spirit? Well, the Bible tells us, ask and you will receive. But we need to receive in faith, believing that as we ask, we're going to get. Why God is not a liar in any way. Yeah. Luke 11.13 How much more would the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Father in heaven wants to give the Holy Spirit. But we need to ask. John 20.22 said, Jesus breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. All we've done so far is let the word do the work now I've added a little bit more meat around it they've read the scriptures and you check that they understand but we come to the part for them asking and receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit okay Roy you want to come and stand here now just sort of, sort of face me okay so you're facing here so when it comes to the person receiving the Holy Spirit they need to ask themselves now, what, what's really simple is, make, you know, sometimes when people come up to pray, it's just making simple things. Just, just fold your arms for a minute. Yeah, yeah. You know, that isn't, that's obviously that folding of arms there. You know, if you're going to receive a gift, what I found is really helpful is to say, okay, guys, just lift your hands to the Lord here. Just lift your hands out. Jesus is going to give you something, okay. <laughs> He's going to give you the person of the Holy Spirit. So, Rory, what I want you to do is I want to, from your heart, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to baptise you and just fill you afresh. All right? Okay. Now, when he does this, when he does this, you see, I don't want us to get into ministry. Don't get into ministry mode. You know what I mean? Don't, 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 don't do that. Right? Why? Jesus is the baptizer. Jesus is going to do it. Now, yes, it is right to lay on hands, but I'll talk to that in a minute. Okay, you ready? (laughs) Do it live, it's fine. Thank you, Jesus. Grace of God, we can do all things. Okay, but so what's what's going to happen? So Rory's Rory's going to ask. Now, I'll probably explain it, and then I'll let him ask, and then, then he's going to pray in a minute. So we're saying the Holy Spirit will come upon him. You know, he will ask him, you know, Holy Spirit to, to baptise him. It's really simple language, like I want, I want to be full of your life, overflowing with your Holy Spirit, whatever it is, but make it sure it's from the heart. Then we need to wait for the Holy Spirit to come on them. Now this isn't wait, go off and have a cup of tea. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> there's not that kind of wait, right? It's a little bit sooner than that. Leave them for a few moments and just quietly in the spirit 
Just be thanking God for what he's doing. Yeah? Maybe after 30 seconds or a minute or two, from a place of thanksgiving, just say to them, I'm just going to pray for you now. It's from this place of thanksgiving. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are filling Rory, that you are baptising him with your life and power. Thank you for that overflowing life. We aren't repraying what, he's, we, we, uh, what he, they've prayed while reinforcing what the Holy Spirit is already doing. But that, that point of impartation. So you ready for that? You ready? Do you want to go for it? We're going to do it live, mate. We're going to do it. Why not, eh? <laughs> We're going to do it. Okay. You just, you just pray. You just, so from your heart, Rory, just ask the Holy Spirit right now. Father, fill me afresh with who you are. Thank you, fill Jesus. Fill me with your love right now, Jesus. Thank fill you. Fill me with more of your compassion, more of your mercy, more of your grace, and more of who you are, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, I want you. I need you, God. I need you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank I you, Jesus. I need you, God. I need more of you. It's not me. It's all about you, Jesus. All about you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, God I need you. I need you right now. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, right now, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You. Yes, 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 yes. I need Thank a you, fresh Jesus. infinity, Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. God, yes, yes, Jesus. Yes, yes, Lord, yes, 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 yes. Jesus. Yes, yes. Right now, right now. I thank you, Lord, that you're filling Rory right now. Thank you for that release in the name of Jesus. You're filling him with your Holy Spirit right now. Lord, you're empowering him right now. Father, filling him afresh. Lord God, Father, from the tip of his head to the tip of his body right now. Thank you, Jesus. Release Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And it's great, Father, at the end of it, just for, just for the person to thank God. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Praise your name. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Guys, it's as simple as that. Amen. It's as simple as thank you. Amen. Thank you. It's going to be one of the people praying for people in a minute, so that's fine. That's that's great. John 7, 38 says, Jesus said, Whoever believes in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. God wants to pour a river in today, so a river is poured out. Yeah. God wants to pour a river in, so a river pours out. Yeah. For every single person, there is a fresh anointing. For those who haven't been baptised in the Holy Spirit, we're not singling out anyone. If you haven't been baptised in the Holy Spirit, it's fine. You come up today. Perfect love casts out all fear. There's no fear in this. Why? Because we're asking the person of God to come and live and abide and remain in. And, I, and I've asked um, the, uh, uh, Andrew and uh, the guys here, just to, you know, the, the people that come at the front here. See, it's not about me being here. It's not about Rachel being here. It's about you. You've got the life already in the body. You've got the life already in the body here, and God wants to impart that. And so we're going to just, we're just going to, me and Rachel are just going to step aside and we're just going to let God do his funky stuff. All right? Okay. I've said it and I really regret saying it, but that's okay. We're going to let God, let God be God. Yeah? Now you've heard all the scriptures, you've heard all the things here. Yeah? 
But only we can respond in our hearts. Only we can make that choice. No one is going to force you to do anything this morning. If you don't want to receive, the Lord bless you. The Lord strengthen you. The Lord's face shine upon you. The Lord pour his grace upon your heart. It doesn't, in a sense, you know. So, Father, I, I thank you for every person in the room. What's this about? It's about our next steps. It's about our next steps. You know, God is filling us, breaking the boxes of, of, of what we think we how can we be used by God. There's so much more for you that God wants to pour into your life. Amen. But just that simple process. When you come forward, just put your arms out and then from your heart, Holy Spirit, I want to be baptised afresh. The people praying, just leave it a minute, but not a cup of tea minute. Just leave it, just let the Holy Spirit come. And then, and then you can put your hand on their head and just thank God for what he's doing for that fresh infilling. Amen? Are you up for that? Okay. Okay. Ephesians 3.20. If you guys want to come forward, those who are praying. Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more that we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. A few more over this side. Is that okay? Just so we... Uh, that's it. Um, I'll, move, I'll move the lectern as well. That'll be out of the way. Let's just lift our hands to him. So I'm just going to invite those that haven't been baptised in the Spirit, Holy Spirit at all to come forward and those that are really hungry for God and want that fresh infilling. Thank you, Jesus. So if you want to come forward now, we've left some time for this to happen, so we don't need to rush this. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com.